Hello and welcome to another episode of Wet Behind the Mirrors. Uh, again, this week it is myself, Travis Jones, with Matt Holbrook. But we have a lot of special guests with us this week. Members of the Clearwater Car Wash family that work with us. Uh, as you know, Matt, Jeremy behind the mics are, are located at our first location. Well, we have the general manager and assistant manager from our second location, Jack and Jared. Go ahead and say hi, guys. Hello, everybody. My name is Jack. I'm the general manager. Hello, I'm Jared. I'm the favorite assistant manager. So we are all together uh, for a a special weekend where uh, we are currently in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, visiting our sixth member of this podcast today, Brian Catron. Brian is the president uh, and slash owner of our car wash. And so at the end of this meeting, uh, we're going to do an interview with him as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. But Brian, welcome to the podcast as well. Thanks. And technically, we are in Christiana, Tennessee, just south of Murfreesboro. But you're we're pretty close. We, uh, we, I think we went to the staple of Christiana this weekend was that little restaurant. Miller's Grocery. Yep. Known around the world. Around the world. For Southern cooking. It was fantastic. It was, yeah, it was an excellent little restaurant, though. Great catfish. If you've never been to it, which you probably haven't, do it. Getting into this weekend, we thought it would be a lot of fun to have everybody kind of talk about what we've been doing this weekend and some of our takeaways. What we're doing down here is we've called it our annual leadership conference getaway retreat, where we take all of our managers, uh, Brian and myself, we get together. And we get to set goals. We get to go over our goals from last year. We go over some things that we're trying to get better at. We try to grow together. We also try to have some fun uh, and then set goals for the new year. And so that's what we've been doing all weekend. It's been a blast. Uh, It's always one of my favorite work things we do all year. And so what we thought would be a good idea today is kind of do a little bit of a wrap-up meeting with all you guys because we've been meeting all weekend. And so now... I think if we went around the table and got a little bit of to hear from Jack, Jared, Brian, even of what we got to take away from this weekend. So Matt, you want it? (laughs) Matt's got a mouthful of peanut butter. (laughs) 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 We're going to go around the other way. I saw Jack look like he was ready to go. We're going to go with Jack. Yeah, I can start this off. So um, this was a great weekend to really spend time with um, guys from Warsaw um, it was great to spend it with you, Travis, and of course, Brian, who lives a bit farther away here in Tennessee, and was gracious enough to have us over. Uh, it just really reminds us all of, you know, what a great crew that we work with. And uh, yeah, and it would be nice if we could do it more than once a year, but it's also something we look forward to all year long, and we really make it worthwhile. So this meeting, this is, uh, Matt, this is your first annual leadership conference, right? It is my first time being here, though. Super excited. It's been super fun so far. I'm just happy to be here with you guys. And Brian, this is the third of these we've done uh, officially. It is our third, yes. Louisville, Kentucky, first one. Indianapolis, Indiana, second one. And now, Christiana, Nashville, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Like I said, this is one of my favorite things. I'm excited to hear from you guys uh, to see what you maybe took away from this weekend uh, and some of the things you're hoping to instill from from this weekend into your work every day so jared let's hear from you a little bit uh what are some things that you really liked about this weekend if any yeah this weekend was all right um actually no it was the probably one of the 
funnest weekends I've had in a while with COVID being a thing. I'm just glad all of us could come together and uh, have a good time. We went top golfing, and that was obviously very fun. Um, probably one of the things I'm going to look forward to most after this weekend is being able to share all this excitement with our uh, employees over in the Muncie Wash. Uh, we have a lot of really cool opportunities, and we have a lot of cool training uh, procedures that we want to go through with. And I think that it will make the Muncie employees honestly be able to do their job a little bit better and feel a little bit more confident in themselves over at the wash. You had mentioned to me, even before we came down here too, how you were hoping to get some rejuvenation and like excitement added from this weekend. How do you feel now after we've had that conversation and the weekend's kind of come and gone? I'm sad that it has come and gone because it was just so much fun, but I do feel rejuvenated. I feel ready to go back to work. Um, it's just going to be really fun to be able to explore all these new opportunities. We, we had a lot of great ideas, and so this is going to be a really cool opportunity for me to be able to explore these ideas more and put them into effect, and I'm really excited for all that. How about you, Matt? What do you, uh, how do you, what's like your biggest takeaway from this weekend? One or two things. Yeah, and I'll definitely keep it short as I usually do. I think <laughs> my favorite thing from this weekend was realizing how strong and creative like everyone is. Everyone presented really good ideas. They articulated them well. And being part of that group uh, is really, I mean, it's honoring because like all of you guys are just super, super intelligent in your own ways. And it's really fun to be with a group of people who, you know, share the same passion as I do and, you know, can just crank out ideas that are really awesome. I got that same takeaway because uh, we did this uh, exercise called Shark Tank. If you've seen the TV show Shark Tank, uh, every one of us picked something that we thought maybe could be a good idea. Maybe it was a stretch uh, or something we wanted to implement into the company and presented it to Brian. And Brian was the shark as we uh, presented our different ideas. And it was so awesome listening to everybody's ideas. Uh, even from the last years we've done ideas like this, you guys took it up just a whole nother notch. It's going to be hard to beat this next year. Some of those ideas are really good. And I mean, I don't know if there was an idea that we're not going to implement. Last year, I think we only implemented one or two because they were a little bit more stretching of ideas. But this year, there was things like e-learning that we'll probably talk about a little bit later. Um, upgrades to our arches. Uh, Matt, you, what was your Shark Tank? I, you know, you said there weren't a lot that really stretched it, and I feel <laughs> like mine was the only one, but it was a uh, a car wash show where we like sponsor a, a car show essentially uh, tied into charity. Uh, there's a lot more to it, but in a short answer, that's kind of what that was about. Yeah, super like that. Jared had an awesome one um, with an idea to spin this prize wheel, whether it's to help bring in more donations or just an, another interactive thing we can do with the community. Uh, a lot of really good ideas that came from you guys that we're probably going to put into play in some shape or form. So I love that was one of my favorite takeaways for sure. I really like, you know, when you think Shark Tank, you think, oh, geez, I'm being fed to the sharks and it's going to be them picking my ideas apart. But in reality, it was all of us trying to make each idea feasible. Everybody was pitching in advice at the end of how we can make these ideas work. And so we really came away with like five really feasible ideas. And uh, it seems like everybody's behind each and every one of the ideas and so it was really nice 
it wasn't as intimidating as I thought it would be. <laughs> uh, Jared's was a perfect example of that, where when Jared went, uh, really good idea, and then everyone after that gave kind of their ideas to couple with it. Like, yeah, maybe we could help this idea be a little stronger if we add this aspect to it. And almost everything that was presented, there was input from everyone. So just the interaction from you guys, uh, focusing really on what we were doing. Everyone was so focused, and uh, there was such good interaction throughout it. Love that. And I think to what Jack was actually saying about you have this feeling like, hey, I'm being fed to like a shark. This is scary. You know, we didn't have that. We're being fed to like a kind, a kind man over here, you know, <laughs> who, who cares about us and loves us. So well, I, I appreciated his input as well. Clearly he, it's his first, uh, you know, <laughs> first, first event, not third, right? I am new here. So <laughs> what, what was that word you used? Uh, you said kind old man uh, kind uh no you heard me say old i meant gold gold as in gold. like he's golden gold. yeah he's great <laughs> yeah old as i don't use that word uh one of my other favorite takeaways from this weekend too is just how we kind of got to go back to the basics a little bit where we've been doing this for five five plus years now and we're in one location we've been there for five for another location we've been there for just months and so it's cool to bring these different people together who Jack, Jared, you may have been in management, but you're managing your location for a shorter period of time where you're into some of that new stuff, and it might be fresh, the selling procedures and whatnot. J- Jeremy, yours is, you've, your car wash has been there for five years, and so it was really fun to see those ideas married together and kind of get us all back to the basics of what makes our car wash, uh, what it does, and uh, what we think works really well. Really like that. Yeah, each idea had to be um, molded differently for each site. So I think all of our ideas were kind of something that we could use in either site. Um, Besides maybe Jeremy's were kind of updates for the Warsaw location, but like Matt's idea for a car show, much more feasible in Muncie with the, the parking arrangements. But we kind of discovered an even cooler idea where we bring in some of the other businesses around the area. So um, yeah, it was cool. Like thinking about the different problems in each location and how we can overcome them. Matt, I had a question about your car wash show. Um, Could I register my 2008 Chevy Impala to be shown? You know, that is an exceptional question, and I'm not really too far deep into this idea, but I think after, you know, I just thought about it, I took some brief time contemplating the question. I think the short answer is no. I don't know how many people are going to come to see that. Though, on the other hand, my car, a 2011 Toyota Prius, knew that was going to come up. That's going to be in there for sure. Uh, high entry fee to see it, though, for you sure. Got flames on the Prius, don't you? Do, do I remember that right? Yeah, that is absolutely correct. Uh, the custom painted though, so they're not the greatest, but I did try my best, and definitely worth the uh, the view. <laughs> it's amazing how similar our system managers are. Because episode one, we talked about the someone asked us the question, "What's the coolest car that's ever went through?" What was Matt's obvious thing he said was Toyota Prius, his own Prius. And then Jared, your first time on here, you talk about your Impala. That's been another one of my favorite things of this weekend was one, listening to you guys joke around together, driving down here from Indiana. It's a long drive, but I was cracking up up in the driver's seat. Just like all the craziness you were talking about. Um, but just uh, work doesn't always have to be a boring meeting or uh, doing something that drains you talking together laughing together joking about your prius or playing 
the dating game while you're waiting for your food to show up for food. <laughs> Can we play that on the podcast? I, I thought about it for a half a second, but it's only gonna half get a inappropriate pretty quickly, so probably not. So, getting back on track a little bit, uh, Brian, you have uh, maybe a favorite thing from this weekend? Well, it's getting you guys together. I mean, I've been in management. I've been called the old guy already, so let's just say it is what it is. I've been in, I've been in management for over 30 years, and what I've learned over that time is that you hire good people, and then you get out of their way, and you guys are truly the best. I mean, your ideas are good. Your management styles are good. You, you love on the customers. You love on the people, and so having you all together in the same room has really been rewarding for me, and the ideas that are coming from you guys is uh, have been excellent. So. Uh, Keep that going. You guys are doing a great job for us. I, I just want to come out and say what we're all thinking. Brian's voice on this podcast is amazing. Oh, <laughs> just please keep talking. I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> Melting us all like butter. Oh, it's so nice. It, uh, it, it actually did sound really good. I was just handed the headphones to listen to how you sounded over the mic. And you might need to uh, add another division of your life into speaking into a mic more often you know what's interesting is that no one likes their own voice including me right you always think is that really me and i've had people say through the years you should be either an airline pilot or a dj but did you know i was a dj at one time ball state university we had a little campus uh radio station in our basement of our dorm and that thing had been shut down for years i went down there and resurrected it blew the dust off the albums the old lps this was back in 19 87 and 88 and 89 and so did a little bit of djing but uh wow it was a lot of fun i got to play my music which i liked <laughs> was that like a pirate radio was the fcc trying to shut you down did you move from you know, one basement a, to the other it was that high quality <laughs> through the uh, electrical outlets kind of a thing through the wiring he had this hum all the time it literally <laughs> used the wiring in the building to transmit the signal and you could only get it like in a building or two it wasn't like broadcast <laughs> across the campus so i wasn't real well known but i technically was a dj well now literally anybody with a cell phone can listen to you so you have your audience i always wanted an audience this is exciting jack <laughs> so i was thinking too as part of this uh podcast now that we got all of us together that maybe we could kind of give the listeners an idea of what we talked about this week and have a little bit of a roundtable discussion about something maybe we talked about already, and we can break it down a little bit more. Uh, I'll give you guys the options here. The w- one I was thinking of was maybe breaking down e-learning a little bit more and discussing that. Well, Jack, you want to lead us? So this was Jack's Shark Tank idea, and uh, want to explain your Shark Tank idea? Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks, Travis. So e-learning is something that um, I thought would be a good idea, and to my knowledge this weekend, tra- uh, Jeremy was thinking about doing it for his Shark Tank, but I beat him to the punch, so <laughs> I wanted to do a good job to do him justice, too, and um, what it is is when you get a new employee, you know, normally we will take them and we'll have them shadow us and we'll shadow them. And we try to teach them all the things that we're doing, all the little details of prepping a car, of selling to a customer. But during that process, you forget a lot of the little details that you're doing and they may not notice what you're doing. So an effective way as our company expands, uh, an effective way to train these new employees is to have a standardized um, learning um, curriculum, if you will. And uh, 
So the way we do that is we'd have them go on our computer and do these lessons that are visual. They read, they look at these pictures, and they use those two types of learning along with um, the actual doing of it. So you're having all three of these um, types of learning to really get a full um, a full understanding of what we do at the car wash. Well, I was going to say the e-learning, it's really, a, I mean, it's, it's, it's coming, it's up and coming, more people are doing it. And if there's ever a pandemic, it would be an excellent way to get people trained from home. That's something I didn't even think about, but that's a great idea. Um, yeah, if, if we don't want to have a whole lot of people at the car wash at once, you know, that's something you could access from your own computer at home. So um, it's good to kind of plan ahead like that in these terrible situations that we're put in. I want to branch this out and see if we can do e-washing. Can we wash people's <laughs> cars from home? Just do it virtually. That'd be a market for it, wouldn't you think? I think that's uh, called washing in your driveway. Ooh. Showing up and washing. That uses too much water, though. We use exactly. less water than that, right? Mm-hmm. We do. A yeah. lot less. So they can just like FaceTime us their car and we'll like clean the screen so it looks like we're washing Ooh. their car. We just Photoshop a picture of their car to look cleaner. I think we're onto something here. <laughs> it's hard to replicate that Prius with the flames, but we could do it. Yeah, I mean, it is difficult, but, you know, anything is possible. My next Shark Tank idea actually might help with this uh, Bluetooth prep gun. Oh, I've, uh, I'm actually familiar with the Bluetooth prep gun, and I think that would be a wise investment. Uh, I'm not the president yet, but, you know, when I become it. <laughs> You're only three rehires away, man. Exactly. <laughs> Have you guys seen the Carbonero effect? It's a, a show along the lines of, like, Impractical Jokers. Have you, I, is that where your it. idea just came from? So Carbonero Effect, he's this street magician. He's really funny, and he fools people into believing uh, illusion. One of the things he did was he hired this girl to help him in a garden, and he was like, here, take this. This is our wireless water hose. (laughs) She holds it up, and he can do it from a certain angle where water's coming out of it. Obviously, the water's coming from a different source, and he hands it to her, and it doesn't work because it's got this little box tied to the water sprayer. It's not tied into anything, and he's convincing this girl that it's wireless. This is a wireless water hose. (laughs) It's almost exactly like your Bluetooth idea. Can we hire this guy? (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we brought Jared on, aren't you? (laughs) Uh, uh, Along those lines with kind of the joke you were making, Brian, uh, did you see Chick-fil-A had uh, their seller? From home, they had a screen with this girl sitting. It looked like she was just sitting in her bedroom, with you could see the ceiling fan behind her, and she was saying, "Hi, welcome to Chick Fil A." I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, just for a second, I don't want to take up too much time, but I hate that. Um, <laughs> and I saw a joke; it was a comment. It's like, it's like, oh, it was on Talk Cars actually, and it said like, oh, one of my one of my uh, customers would like take this iPad home. Like, I, I just ah, like I get it, you know, you don't want to eliminate the person from that interaction. This like girl is like in her in her room at home. They even like give her like a like a screen that was like, "Hey, this is Chick Fil A." I'm like, I don't know. I'm a little uncomfy at the idea. I don't know <laughs> if I'd personally like to do it if I was like a 16 year old girl, but I'm not. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I kind of agree. Let's take it to another extreme. But uh, getting back to just e doing things online, uh, I love this direction you took us tonight, Jack with the e-learning because that's something we've we've wanted to get our training and our procedure training our safety training more streamlined and getting it to where we can jack's doing the training he sets the person uh to go with the training or if jared's doing it the person's going to get the same training 
we can get a better idea on the efficiencies of it takes this long to train somebody. Uh, and I think that's going to help really streamline and make things way more efficient as well. Really like that. Well, thank you, Travis. I worked <laughs> really hard on it. Yeah, the consistency of the training was what I liked the most. I mean, it was always mm-hmm. the same. It was, it was predictable, uh, consistent, and you didn't have to depend on the trainer getting distracted or having a bad day or a good day and you miss out things. It was really excellent. Well, well yeah. done. Well, at least get some uh, hitting the ground running. So obviously it's nice training with somebody who's doing it in person and it's definitely worth doing that as well. But I think the two together will yield the best results. So thank you for that. Another kind of roundtable question I wanted to bring up to you guys was from our first meeting we had uh, where we talked about what kind of our, what our car wash's identity was and what the customer's problems were that we were trying to solve. Uh, and I thought that'd be fun to talk to you guys on the podcast a little bit about what you guys think is the most important thing for our car wash to either try to handle, to solve for the customer, uh, if you could boil it down a little bit or... I mean, we made a list yesterday that was, it had 10 different things, um, but that's 10 different things for you to pick from right now. I, I think when I first did this exercise and you had us like break down, like, you know, there was like a, there's a process to it, right? There was like a little, like, uh, like a puzzle, if you will, of things you put together. And I think what I came up with was like effective, effectively and efficiently uh, cleaning cars with an emphasis on customer service. And that's, personally what I kind of see as a very important part of what we do. Yeah. I, you go Jack. Cause I'm going to, yeah. I was going to say what you said during that meeting. Cause I liked it. Um, well, I think when we boil it down, we're washing a car. I don't think anybody comes in expecting something else to happen um, specifically, but we do see some clean cars going through. So obviously people like what we're doing and it is, um, I believe uh, you can boil it down to also our employees making customers feel welcome and safe um, in which we kind of talked about safety transferring into confidence. So uh, our customers have confidence in us that we're going to give them the service that they came in for. And they also just like who we are as a, as a people um, we're friendly and uh, we make them feel like, you know, clear water is more than a car wash. Yeah. I think you boiled it down really well during that meeting yesterday where you you said the word, were, were you the one that said cares or heart? Where did heart come from? Brian was the one that came up with heart. Um, yeah, I think I might've mentioned Clearwater cares again, which has been something that we've gone back to a lot. Yeah. I really liked that boiling it down to heart and showing we care about these people's car. It's their baby. Uh, a car is sometimes the most expensive thing a person buys. Uh, and uh, it's so important to be able to take care of that and let the customer know that we care about it. That it's not just going through this dark, dingy tunnel and hopefully it comes out safe. Hopefully it comes out clean. They can trust that process. And I think Matt, you, you were saying trust a bit there. I really like those take takeaways. What do you think, Jared? Well, you were mentioning that we show that we care about the customer's car, but I think it's also really important that we show that we care about the customer themselves, make sure they feel welcome and that we are at service and also caring for the community as well. And obviously I think we do a very good job of doing that with our Clearwater Cares days. Um, And I think we can continue to actually better doing uh, more for the community as we continue to grow. So thank you. Thank you guys. Uh, I super like just talking and brainstorming with you guys about these things. And it was 
fun to kind of reiterate what some of the things we went over this weekend uh, with Brian here. And uh, now that we've got to kind of talk about what we did all weekend, now's the time where we get to learn a little bit more about Brian, who you are, why you came to Clearwater, how, how you came up with Clearwater. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, so interview time. Brian, this is Brian Catron. Tell us a little bit about yourself. An uh, old guy, been around a long time, done a lot of different things, kind of an entrepreneur, uh, was in healthcare for a long time, managed lots of people, took care of people. I mean, that's what I love doing is taking care of our residents, our employees, uh, our customers. And so that translated pretty well to the car wash world, which uh, we started down that path maybe seven, eight, nine years ago, but really opened the doors five years ago. So it's been, it was a long time coming before it uh, became a reality. How did you find yourself? Uh, being interested in the car wash world, um, what brought you to think, you know what, I kind of want to own a car wash, get one started? You know, I, I was in healthcare for 15 years, uh, healthcare administrator, ran nursing homes, hospitals, whatever. And I was looking for a way out because healthcare was just, it's a meat grinder, you know, it'll just burn you, burn you out. But uh, looking for a way out, I was looking for an alternate business. And so my wife and I, we we looked at doing a car wash years ago. I mean, like 20 years ago. And at that time, it was a little different concept. But we ultimately decided not to do it to uh, use some cash other places. But And then the idea was brought to me years later by some friends and uh, co-owners, co-investors of Clearwater and asked me to if I wanted to participate in this project. And so I was quick to say yes, because I kind of fell in love with the car wash business uh, from what I had seen 20 years ago. And so uh, I said, yeah, let's do that. And so we did that. And uh, gosh, it's been great. What were some of the maybe challenges at the beginning of uh, starting Clearwater? Well, the challenge was just getting everybody on board with the same idea, same concept. You know, there's a lot of ideas in the car wash world. Do you want to be a full full car wash, uh, full service? Do you want to be an express wash? Do you want to be an in-bay automatic? What do you want to do? And so we had to come up with that model. And then, you know, we we've joked about this before, but, you know, there are uh, nine or 10 owners originally. And, and uh, I've always said it, kind of like herding cats, you know, it's <laughs> getting them all on the same page is difficult. And so when you take this concept and we all, you know, think we knew what we wanted to do, but then when we boiled it down, we were kind of on maybe some different pages. And so we had to all get on the same page of what's our model going to look like? What's Clearwater Car Wash going to be? And so getting to that point was interesting. And so, uh, as you know, you know, I spearheaded that at some point on behalf of the owners. And so here we come up with that model and it's, it's worked out well for us, but I think getting everybody on the same page was tough. I remember hearing from a lot of the owners that when you came on board was kind of when Clearwater started to take form a little bit more, but because you got the, you herded the cats a little bit more. Well, yeah, I don't know if you remember, I mean, you know, the story, Travis, and these guys have the new guys, new guys have not really heard it so much, I suppose. But when we first started it, you know, everybody kind of looked at each other and thought, well, this car wash thing is just going to happen. Well, there's an old saying, if you think somebody's going to do it, nobody is. And that was kind of what happened for, I don't know if it was a couple of years, maybe that we all kind of had our cash pooled there and we were going to do this car wash, but no one really took control. And so we had a meeting one day and I said, to, I called this meeting to order and I said, okay, fellow owners, listen, somebody's got to take charge of this thing. So one of you is going to have to do this and you're going to have to take control and make this thing happen. And they all agreed and pointed at me and said, you do it. I was like, wait, 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 that's not what I was asking. Uh, but ultimately, that's what happened. I became the president and CEO and set out. And, we, and, I, and I said, hey, be warned. 
if you appoint me, I'm going to make this happen. And so we did. And, and then short fashion, we, we fast tracked it and we got it built and it was fun. It was a fun project. So along that way, you were talking about why do you think they appointed you? No better options, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I was the last guy, right? I was, I was the one guy gluttonous enough to maybe take it on. And, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it was my uh, previous business experience in other, other fields. I'm not sure. But, uh, but it's been so satisfying, so rewarding. You know, I mean, I, my biggest joy isn't washing cars. I mean, my goodness, whether you wash cars or build dishwashers or sell cars, you know, it's, it's all about the people and, and the human resource side of it, which excites me the most. And so getting to just greet people that come in the wash and talk to the employees and just see what a great business it's been. It's just such a charge. Now that Clearwater is up and running, we've got two locations going. Uh, what's your, what does your job look like as an owner of the car wash? Yours is kind of unique for your owner, uh, president. What's that kind of look like for people in the world who may be looking at you or at, at car wash and wondering, what's that look like? Is it something I could do someday? Is it something I want to do? So you're asking me what, what my role as an owner is going to be or where it's going? What, what's the real question? I'm not sure I follow you. Yeah. Uh, now that we have two car washes, you're the owner of the car. What's, what's it just look like, your, your roles, your responsibilities with the, com- the company? Well, I mean, Travis, thanks to you. You know, you've, you've been uh, slowly over five year period and, and you, you've been with us from the beginning, but over a five year period, you've taken on more and more and more and more. And so really I'm just the guy behind the scenes. You guys are the ones running the show. And so for me, it's just, it's just making sure that the vision is cast that I can support you uh, as you try to support these guys. And so, uh, I've been really glad to see you take on more responsibility and me take on a little bit less responsibility. So uh, I think by virtue of that. Uh, you've uh, you've made us the better car wash. Didn't mean to ask that to get a pat on my back, but thanks, I appreciate it. <laughs> well, well deserved. <laughs> I don't give out compliments for nothing. I appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Brian. You mentioned earlier today the people you look for when you're hiring. You said you've employed over a thousand people, um, and you said something about you look for um, attitude, not aptitude. And so you started off this company by hiring Jordan Gillette, Travis Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it that you saw in their attitude that really drew you to hire them and thinking that they would be the, uh, the first two you wanted to start this company? Yeah, it's a great question, Jack. It's a fun story. Um, but to make a correction here real quick, I had as many as a thousand employees at one time. I've probably had as many as eight or 10,000 employees total. And so I've been around the block again, let's go back to it. I am an old guy, right? So <laughs> Jordan Gillette, right? So when I started the, uh, Clearwater car wash idea. And I was tasked with several things. One of those was hire your first manager who can help you get it up and going, you know, because I was doing it part-time. I mean, I'm not a full-time president. I'm part-time guy. I do other stuff, but uh, I kept asking people, everybody I would talk to Jack, I'd say, Hey, I'm looking for a guy who's like 20% mechanical in nature and 80% personality, 80% people person. And I would say, who do you know? Do you know anyone like that? And I had somebody say, you know, you should talk to Jordan Gillette. And I said, you know, I know Jordan. Maybe I'll give him a call. But I didn't. So then I'm talking to somebody else. And I said, hey, who do you know that's like 80% people person and 20% mechanical? And somebody goes, hey, how about Jordan Gillette? I said, you're the second person to say that. I think I'll give him a call. And I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) A guy named Jim Hawking was in my office one day uh, and he says, hey, Brian, uh, 
What about Jordan Gillette? When I asked him the same question, I said, hang on, Jim, you're the third guy that's mentioned Jordan. Hang on a minute. I picked up my cell phone and I called Jordan while Jim was in my office. And I said, Jordan, I've got an idea for you. Can we talk? And it includes an opportunity for you in business. And he goes, you know, it's a funny thing. I'm looking for a job right now, a different job. And so it was really cool. And he was working in maintenance uh, somewhere. And, and uh, so we brought him in. And that was how I found Jordan Gillette. But I wanted a guy who was culture and people first. Because back to your point, Jack, attitude over aptitude is so important for me. If you give me a guy with a great attitude and some ability to learn, you can teach him anything, right? Give me that guy over a guy with great aptitude. Like if he'd been washing cars for 30 years, but his attitude was poor, I have no interest in that. Yeah, you can't fix that. You can't. So that's why I hired Jordan. And then he says to me, hey, I, I think I have an idea for a guy who, who could be a really good assistant. I said, well, who? who? He goes, well, Travis Jones, old college roommate. <laughs> he goes, I'm not sure, but I think he could do it. I'm like, well, that's not a real resounding <laughs> vote of confidence there for Travis Jones. And so uh, we could tell that story, Travis. About, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, how... Uh, I warned Jordan that if, 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 we, if I interviewed you and I liked you and we hired you, right? You remember the story, I right? Do. What, did I tell, what did I tell Jordan? You told Jordan, if this doesn't work out, you have to be the one to fire him. <laughs> right? right? I'm not doing it. And I said, this could put your friendship at risk. So you better be sure this guy's the real deal. And that struck a chord with Jordan because the few interviews I did with him, he mentioned that heavily at the end. He said, better make sure this works because I do not want to fire you. <laughs> and oh, by the way, just for the record, it has worked. Thanks. You, you've I'm done well. Very glad it has. And for the audience uh, who, who doesn't know the whole story, so Jordan, uh, who wanted to be a youth pastor, right? It was his dream job and he'd gone to seminary and he'd, he trained for that. And so a few months into us being open, he uh, went off and pursued that and left me with you, Travis. But you picked up the ball and you did well. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and jumping back onto Jordan, we've got uh, awards named after him. Uh, he set such a good foundation, Jordan, and yourself, uh, with setting the culture of what Clearwater is and is going to be um, with the type of people and the attitudes and the smiling. Uh, and I bring that up again to take it back to you with another question of, you've talked to me from day one about how important culture is. Mm -hmm. uh, can you speak to that a little bit in business and why you believe culture is such a cornerstone? Well, it's everything. I mean, it's everything that the customer sees but doesn't see, right? Culture is like the wind. You don't see it, but you experience it. You can feel the effects of it. And so culture to me was everything. It was what, what we're going to be about. And the thing about it is as a, as a president, right, there's a lot of people. I, I, you know me, Travis. I, I love sports analogies. And so we've talked about like the Dallas Cowboys, you know, or Washington Redskins. Oops, I'm sorry, the Washington football, football team, team who have owners who are very domineering and, and very involved in the operation. That's not how I operate. I'm a very hands-off, cast the vision, cast the excitement, get people focused on the vision that we have, the culture we had. And then I back off and I just let you guys do your thing. As I said a while ago, when you've got good people, you hire great people. People smarter than you, right? Meaning smarter than me. And Matt's looking like, yeah, that's, that's me. 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. Call, call me out. Thanks, Brian. He's patting himself on the back. Like, yeah, well, um, when he said it, uh, it, it is me, I, I, I did know it's not me. And I think he made a mistake. <laughs> so, so I just simply said, hey, Jordan, hey, Travis, here's the vision. Here's what we're trying to do. But you guys went out and made it happen. And then you hire quality people like Jack, Jared, Matt. So, and Jeremy, who's behind the scenes here. <laughs> but that's really how, how the success has come about for Clearwater, I think. So I have a question that we kind of talked about earlier, but I'd love to get in the podcast. Uh, you talked about how many people you've, um, you know, you've been over and you've worked with and the importance of culture and hiring people. Have, has there ever been a person who maybe wasn't like in the right position and you kind of helped, you know, shape them and put them in a position to succeed where they may have not been in one before? Yeah, hundreds, right? I mean, dozens of people who've been kind of in the wrong spot and uh, got some real notable people. You know, one of them is a lady named uh, Susan Cron at the time, and uh, now Susan Jackson lives out in the Carolinas. But she's kind of like the poster child of, uh, of, of those people that I've had in my life who I've been blessed to come across who, who just really were kind of uh, in the wrong place at the wrong time and just had skill sets that maybe didn't match up with her position, things like that. And then you can just kind of, you know, work with them, move them around, put them in a different spot and really grab their personalities and make them uh, flourish in, in a different, different opportunity, I guess, I guess you'd say. Our last question for you, for time's sake, if you could give any piece of advice to anyone looking into getting into the car wash industry, whether ownership, management, operations, what do you think, what, what advice do you think you'd give them? Well, my advice would be it's not just about the car. Right. I mean, our, our goal is to hit a home run every time on every car. That's clearly got to be part of what we're doing because we're washing cars. But, but really, it's what, it, what are you all about? Make your personality, make your dreams and desires be evident in all that you do, whether you're running a car wash or a laundromat or a vending machine company. It doesn't really <laughs> matter. It's what do you do? And so put that out there for the world to see. Make the world a better place of what, whatever it is you're doing, make it a better place. Love that word. <laughs> Well, Brian, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for hosting us this weekend and for joining us on the podcast. Uh, none of us would be here at Clearwater if it wasn't for you and for the vision you started and you've instilled in us every day along the way. So thank you very much, and it was awesome hearing from you. Well, thank you, and tip of the Cincinnati Reds hat to you guys for doing an outstanding <laughs> job, and kudos to the owners, too, of Clearwater and all the people in Warsaw who believed in us and some who didn't, but who are now believers, and so it really turned out to be better than I could have ever dreamed. And again, that's just because of the great people around us. So thank you for having me. It was really, really, really entertaining and great. I'd like it to was. do it again someday. Yeah, we'll do it again with you in a heartbeat. Matt, you want to take us home? I would love to. This has been Wet Behind the Mirrors. Also, thank you to Jack, Jared, Brian, and you, Travis, for hosting this and being so Thanks, awesome at it. Jeremy, for uh, you know doing your thing with the board. You're super great at it, and I wish I could hear your voice more. but Thanks for listening. This has been Wet Behind the Mirrors, and we'll see you next time.